Let's talk about the power of storytelling. Hello, beautiful. You are listening to episode 114 of the Africana Woman Podcast. My name is Chulu, your host. I am a storyteller by design, commander of words, wellness entrepreneur, and coach. Sis, are you new here? Oh, hey, hey, it's a party. Hey, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Where have you been? We have been waiting for you. Yes, you. You have officially joined that family you never knew you needed. You are about to have those conversations you never knew people had. And I'm so excited for you. Click the subscribe button and tell someone about this amazing podcast you just discovered. And to our loyal listener, oh my darling, thank you so, so, so much for your continued support. If you're in the Africana Woman world, that's the book club, the visionaries, and everything in between, you have definitely seen and heard about the inaugural Three City Podcast Tour that we are having. Not only is it the first of its kind in Zambia, it is also the meeting of minds and hearts of women who are passionate about leading themselves first. Hey, <laughs> let me tell you, I have just what you need to hear today in the conversation that is coming up. But let's finish this story first. Back to what I was saying. The Africana Woman Podcast Tour will be in Kabwe on the 29th of April, Lusaka on the 6th of May, and Kitwe on the 26th of May. Yes, yes, it's only three cities. Listen, guys, we are doing this for the first time ever, <laughs> and we are okay. We're absolutely fine with starting small. So the next time that we have a podcast tour, all you have to do is invite us to your city, and we'll be there, okay? No diggity, no doubts. All right, there is a small catch. As much as it's a podcast tour, we are not recording. Mm -hmm. Our priority is to create a safe space for meaningful conversations. So we want you and everyone who comes through to be free, relaxed, and open to saying whatever you want. Asking whatever questions you want, you know? Which means you definitely want to attend and be there live. It will not show up on the podcast here, guys. We're only having the conversations in closed doors, private conversations, okay? Now, each city has three podcast guests. They're all different in each city. Listen, this is a powerhouse line up. If you want to see all of the women who are going to be speaking, please go to our socials at Africana Woman. 
look at their bios, just learn more about them and be inspired. They haven't even spoken, but be inspired, hey? And when I tell you the excitement for the tour is so palpable, people were buying tickets before I even announced the dates, before I even said who the speakers were. Hey! We are already at 50% sold out for Lusaka and Kabwe. So get your ticket today. Do not wait. Get your ticket today. We have limited numbers and all you have to do is contact 0977887467 on WhatsApp or phone call and we'll take it from there. If you would like to partner with Africana Woman to be a sponsor or give items for goodie bags for this podcast tour, please reach out to us at africanawoman at gmail.com. All right, the part I've been waiting for. Hey, now let's talk about today's conversation, just you and me. Mm. So you know how, you know, we like to say, oh, Hashtag Woman Crush Wednesday. Hashtag WCW. <laughs> hmm. Me, I used to think that, ugh, how cheesy. How cheesy. Until I stumbled upon Tembe Kumalo. Mwevan too. Hey. The woman makes me happy just seeing her. And then she opens her mouth. And speaks. Yay. Yay. Hey. Game over. Wisdom, 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 wisdom. Chair. This has got to be one of my top three episodes in all 114 episodes that we've ever done on the Africana Woman podcast. Mm-hmm. Please, just do a pause here. Go and get your pen, go and get your paper. This is a masterclass, so school is in session. Here we go. An award-winning storyteller, Tembi is one of the continent's leading voices when it comes to branding, communication, and personal development. Having started her media career as a TV presenter more than 20 years ago, she is well-versed with many aspects of media and communication. Her career highlights include interviewing Grasso Michelle for the Zimbabwe International Film Festival and hosting the Miss Zimbabwe pageant with a live audience of more than 3,000 people. A prolific writer and compelling speaker, Tembi uses these gifts to help Africans see themselves more clearly in order to elevate their personal narratives. Published in a number of online and offline publications, she has just finished her first book, a collection of essays and short stories, which will be published in 2023. Help me welcome Tembi to the Africana Woman podcast. I am so excited for this conversation. Hi. Hi, and thank you for having me. How are you today? I'm good. I'm a busy lady, but I am ready to rock and roll with you today. Oh, thank you. Now, you went into um, media and communication 
Um, did you always know that you wanted to do something like that? I wanted to be a performer. So um, I think I was drawn to television because it was a kind of a performance space, if you like. Um, I mean, when I was a kid, I was, you know, putting on pretend fashion shows and choreographing little dances and writing songs and performing for my siblings um, and writing a lot of journaling. Okay. So I don't think I thought about it as a serious career because my family um, are kind of more academic. Uh, my father was a lecturer. My mother was a teacher. You know, my siblings are like accountants, engineers. <laughs> so it, I mean, I was never going to grow up and be a dancer, <laughs> even if I was any good at dancing, which I'm not. Um, so I think I knew that I needed to do something that would be considered serious. Hmm. Um, and at the time, uh, serious started with a degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I did a degree in media studies and, and I found myself in television and advertising almost by chance, but I loved, loved, loved it. Um, and I think it was definitely the right space for me as a storyteller to, to begin my, my journey. Mm-hmm. Mm. So how would you advise somebody who is in this very exposed world, right? So there's social media and everybody is literally a camera person. Everyone's a videographer, every situation, you know what I mean? So how Mm. would you advise somebody to, you know, just be able to preserve that little bit for themselves, you know, those intimate moments, I love that you asked that question because the first thing that we teach in branding is always start with purpose. Mm. Start with why. Like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why am I on Facebook? Why am I on Twitter? Why am I on TikTok? Like, to choose your platforms deliberately and to choose your content deliberately because you understand what your goal is. And if you don't have a clear why, then you get muddled and you, you end up with a mishmash of things that perhaps are not telling a coherent story. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with Simon Sinek's start with why, yeah, right? So we go why and then what and how. Um, when you have that clear purpose, it becomes much easier to make choices about exposure. So for instance, a, an entrepreneur, an executive, a, um, an influencer and a, an advocate, let's say you're an activist, um, all those four people have good use for social media and for any particular platform that they may choose. An activist is there to sell a cause, right? 
So if you're uh, talking about gender or the environment or whatever the issue is, the bulk of your content is going to be about that cause Mm -hmm. and about your role in the cause and about why you're relevant to the cause. If you're an entrepreneur, you're trying to sell your business or your services or products. So the bulk of your content is going to be about your business behind the scenes, you know, a little bit of maybe hard selling, but mostly you're trying to get customers to buy a product or service. If you are an influencer, you're trying to grow an audience. Mm. So the bulk of your content is going to be about uh, increasing numbers of followers, right? So more controversy, more um, more behind the scenes, more sneak peeks, you know, more stuff that's going to keep people talking. It's a hungry machine, hey? So you've got to keep feeding it, right? And then the executive is trying to sell their skills and their relevance in the corporate space and, you know, how they, so they're going to be posting things about the meeting or the conference they spoke at, the meeting they attended, the, you know, world famous business mogul that they had breakfast with, that kind of thing. So, um, I think when you, when you have that kind of clarity, then you're not, you're not in your relationship with social media or any media, actually, you are not working at cross purposes with yourself. Um, and you are able to then decide what you can retain for yourself. Mm-hmm. And of course you evolve by the way. I mean, yeah. in the course of a career or a lifetime, your roles evolve and your goals evolve. So maybe you were an activist in your twenties and you transitioned into an executive in your thirties and now in your forties, you're an entrepreneur and so on and so on. So you adjust accordingly. I mean, it's not supposed to be a straight jacket or a cage, you know, that's supposed to keep you trapped. It's the whole thing about boundaries keep you safe. And so the boundaries you set for yourself um, will keep you safe or the guidelines, which is an even better word, um, keep you safe in that way. So so what has been the evolution of your personal brand? So you started off in TV, then what is it? What have you evolved to? I worked in advertising for a long time in, in the agencies. So, um, all the, the kind of big international agency offices locally. Um, And then I moved into consulting. So I was doing TV and advertising kind of at the same time, moonlighting as a TV presenter, working my day job in advertising. And then I moved into consulting and I did, uh, when my kids were, were little, I did some strategy and client servicing work, uh, from home. Um, I did some TV kind of concepts, production, uh, content creation at the time, um, and then moved into publishing. So I went to work for a, a big news, independent newspaper publisher, uh, as a brand strategist. Um, and that was probably my most enjoyable job in my whole career. Um, developing those 
artists, brands, uh, and really trying to create more affection between the, the, the titles that we, we managed and the readers. I went into the publishing division of that same, uh, newspaper group, uh, uh, running that and making sure that the paper got to all the 17 corners of the country <laughs> by 6 a.m. every morning. Um, and uh, from there, I went on to work as an executive director in a hospice, which everybody thought was what, <laughs> like healthcare media. But actually, a big part of that job, and the reason I got the job was because they were desperately in need of a rebrand mm. um, and a whole organizational um, kind of evolving and transformation. So I went to lead that process. And after that, I decided that if I was going to be in senior jobs, I needed to be paid the kind of money that would make your eyes water or I should do it for myself. Yeah. And since no one was prepared to pay me eye-watering money at the time, <laughs> I decided to go into entrepreneurship. And that has been quite a, quite a journey. So, yeah, that's that's been my short story of Evolution. my long career. Oh gosh, I've got so many questions. Okay, really quickly, in those early transitions, what what um made you determine what how to transition from like one job to another or one industry to another? I think in the early stages. Okay. I think even then I had a lot of clarity about myself. Hmm. Um I'm a person who gets bored easily. So when I would join, when I start a new job, I start working on my exit plan. Wow. Yeah. Wait, how when long, will I exit? Like how long is your, your, I guess, your horizon? Well, depending on the job. Yeah. So like, you know, the bigger the job, the more there is to learn and to do and to, to kind of feel accomplished before I can leave. I mean, I don't want to leave like, without making it having yeah. achieved something. So that was kind of my system, if you like. Um, and then other things were just circumstantial, like, you know, having kids, kids being very young. When I, I went to work for the hospice, I was a young, a mom of young kids. I was newly divorced. I had a very demanding job. Um, you know, print newspapers will come off the printing press sometimes at two in the morning. And then your trucks start going out, picking up the paper, taking it. trucks break down, drivers don't turn up. Like it's a very, <laughs> it's a very involving job. And I was spending a lot of time away from my kids. I had an au pair. She would, you know, pick them up from school, give them lunch, do homework with them, take them to all their activities. And and then I just started feeling like, because even when I was with them on weekends, I wasn't present. I was, you know, checking my sales figures and dealing with whatever crisis was coming up and reporting on things. And I thought, well, who is raising my children? And that question sat with me and I, 
I couldn't give myself an answer that made sense. Mm. So I knew that I needed to make a big change in my life. So I actually wrote, and I still have it on my iPad, the work we want. And I listed the things. I want to be near my children's school. I want to not work on weekends. I want to be able to, you know, go to their events. I want to be all the things. <laughs> and when the job at the hospice came up, it was literally 10 minutes from the school. Wow. They finished work at four in the afternoon. They didn't work on weekends. Like it ticked all of the boxes apart from income. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a, a values based decision and it was the right decision. What would you say African women can learn from storytelling? Well, first of all, the most important story in your life is the one you tell about yourself mm. to yourself. The story you tell about yourself to yourself becomes the main story and it becomes the story that other people will tell. Yes, it is influenced by, you know, stories you've been told maybe by your parents. You are a kumalo, you know, kumalos do this. You are, and then you go to school and they'll say you're a convent girl and convent girls are like this. And then you move on to, you know, Korea and they'll say, oh, journalists are like this or PR people are like that. But you don't have to absorb. You get to filter all of that and turn it into your own story mm. and decide what your own narrative is going to be about you. And that involves being able to see yourself clearly. Um, to see the stories that have come in, to filter them, to see what is true to you, what resonates, to see what is unfortunate, to see what is a blessing, and to put all of that together into something that you feel really, really happy, comfortable, um, and resonant with something that you are happy to defend um, with your life, but also something that you can be humble with. And so when you see yourself clearly and you're telling a good story about yourself, you enable other people to tell a good story about you um, because you're the, you're the most reliable witness. Mm. Right. Like if we're looking for, for, for data about you, the, like you're going to be the, <laughs> the best source. Um, and from there, you can also start to tell better stories about other people because you're happy with your story. And I think maybe many times when we're not happy with our story, we quickly, um, divert attention to other people's stories um, unnecessarily even. And also without, without the benefit of that filtering and all of the information and all of the context and so on. Um, and 
that can be unfortunate. But when you're comfortable with your own story, then you're kind of good to go with everyone else's stories. Mm. Um, yeah. And stories are so important because they change the world, literally. Like they're, they're compelling tools for social change. And our ancestors knew this. And that's why storytelling was such an important part, has been an important part of African life, family life, community life for so long. And I, I suspect even for other cultures, right? Like stories hold us together. We use them to, to learn new things. We use them to unpack complex ideas. You know, we use them to fiction they say, is the lie through which we tell the truth. Mm. So those stories help us to deal with difficult things without being too immersed in them so that emotionally, you know, we, it, it jars. So stories soothe that jarring and they make those tellings possible. And I think they're such important tools and such valuable tools, particularly for women in situations where the world maybe is not your oyster <laughs> and, and society is not um, maybe giving you the opportunities that you might have hoped for or that women in other places have. Um, but you can use stories to get to the places where you want to talk about difficult things, to mm. create distance, but take a closer look. Um, to stories also give you ownership, right? So you're, you're afraid maybe to talk about your accomplishments, but you, you don't want to brag and put people off, but you can tell a story, you know, a story that will resonate with people and that will, will enable you to demonstrate your, um, your contribution or your, your, uh, c- capabilities. And, and then you feel more comfortable because you don't feel like you're bragging and other people feel more comfortable because it's been packaged in this way that enables them to feel comfortable. And I'm not saying that society must always <laughs> be comfortable. I mean, I think discomfort is, is a useful thing if you're after social change, but most of us in our daily lives are just trying to get by, (laughs) you know, we're not trying to make (laughs) big moves and have, and have, you know, change the world. So, yeah. Uh, I love so many things you said in there. Um, This week I was having a conversation with um, another community that's called Nubian mompreneurs and um they asked me you know why don't <laughs> why don't women you know brag on themselves but i love the way you've um described being able you know when you're just not comfortable with it but being able mm. to package it in a story um and just i guess make it more accessible <laughs> or you yeah, know I mean, just think- to start you getting used to like bragging on yourself i think that's yes great. Yeah. In the, in the early, um, in the eighties and nineties, I think we were very kind of, you know, pushy with it. We had our shoulder pads and we were in the workplace and then we're competing with men and we're doing power dressing and, 
but it was, and I think it still is, um, fractious for women mm. because it, doing something good that makes you feel good shouldn't be so filled with angst. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so why can't we adopt a more compassionate way of saying, you know, yes, you can talk about your accomplishments instead of pushing women and saying, you know, men are getting ahead and you're not getting the credit you deserve and you've got to fight. Like I, I, I shudder when I hear this kind of combat of aggressive language that we use about the, the interaction between men and women, mm, mm. men are the, I mean, for most women, men are the people we love. We make families with, we sleep with, we bear children with, I don't want to be in a battle with that person. <laughs> like, I want to be in community with him. Um, so how can we find ways where we can all grow and I can start to, to, um, balance out the imbalances and the inequalities in our community or in our society without us having to go to war. Um, and I think stories can help us do that. Storytelling is one of the ways in which we can have a more compassionate, more cohesive uh, approach to dealing with some of the inequalities, perhaps not all of them, but certainly some of them. Yeah, yeah, so true. Um, the other thing that it made me think about when you were speaking is how um, in the Africana women community, we have a, um, we have a book club and it's through the stories because I mean, this community has been since 2020. So it's two years now and the book mm -hmm. club is about a year old now. But I think when the book club um, came about, there was definitely a shift in the conversations and how they became, became deeper um, and you know, people were willing That's to be more vulnerable about having these discussions, you know. So the stories from the books that we've read, it's like they, it gave people like a, a channel <laughs> to be able to not say, oh, this happened to me, but oh, but I think this, this is what I yeah. think about this situation. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been, um, how do they say, like a game changer, I guess, in um, the types of conversations that we're having. Um, and I was very skeptical, actually, about the book club, but I've seen <laughs> that transformation and it's been wonderful to witness. Um, so do we need to put you on like a storytelling uh, <laughs> course? I or, like know. storytelling camp? I mean, you're sitting here running this award-winning podcast telling stories <laughs> all the time. Like that's what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad that, that the, the book club kind of brought you to that place yeah. uh, of acknowledging the importance. 
tough story. I tell you. So, um, in the Africana woman community, we have a saying, which is know your roots, grow your purpose. And I have four questions for you as we wind down. Tembi, how um, can people learn more about you? Is there, um, of course, congratulations on your book. When is that published and how can we support you? Where do people find more, more about you? I am, I have been parked um, on the socials for a year. I decided to take a, a break and I was, you know, I kind of announced that, but uh, Presumably by the time this airs, I will be back. And so on at Tembe Kumalo on all my platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and tembekumalo.com is my website where I will definitely be, um, you know, sharing the updates on the book and when it's available and book launches and all that good stuff. Yeah. That's exciting, though. That's so exciting. Very, very exciting and very scary, but, you know, courage. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so, so much for your time. I have thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, I feel like I'm going to go back and just go back and take more notes. (laughs) But thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. What a pleasure and thank you for having me and for allowing me to share this space with your community, um, which I, you know, I, I take my hat off to you for having grown this community as you have and for all of your achievements. So congratulations and thank you very, very much for honoring me with this time. tell you why this episode is so special to me. So we recorded this late 2022. And right now when I'm publishing this, it's about mid-April 2023. And you heard Tembe say to me, you are a storyteller. That's what you do. Listen, a couple weeks ago, someone found me on Instagram and she said to me, I'm quoting. She said, spirit led me to you. I need you to help me tell my story. I was like, wow. Right now, she's a client who I'm helping to craft her public speaking story. And then recently, I also found a lovely review from Manisha about a branding masterclass, which I taught and she attended. She said, experiencing Chulu's expertise made branding logical with simple, smart steps. Thank you. I was, ah, I was so tired. I was so, there's a saying that says, you know that you've mastered something when you're able to teach somebody else. And I love that I can break something that seems so complex and just break it down into small manageable steps. That means I'm doing something right and I'm doing my job. So that review was actually really, really special. And I think listening to this episode felt like a full circle moment for me. The takeaway I want to emphasize 
for you is I want you to think about the story you tell yourself and how that translates to the world around you. That's precisely why we have created a retreat called Reinvention, Write a New Story. And this is one of our five retreats this year. I invite you to attend. If you know it's time to let go of the narratives that are not serving you, and for you to script a bold, empowered Shiro that is you. So visit AfricanaWoman.com to sign up for the retreat. Please, guys, please give Tembe her roses. Find her on Instagram at Tembe Kumalo. Let her know you heard her on the Africana Woman podcast and tell her what you learned. This is a Dionko. Dionko in, in my country means ekatesta. <laughs> so this is a Dionko of the conversation I had with Tembe. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm just going to give it to you straight. I'm not going to lie to you. The full conversation is pure gold, platinum, diamonds, and every other precious mineral out there, pearls even. <laughs> No jokes aside, it is such a beautiful conversation that I know I will personally come back to over and over again. As an Africana woman visionary, you get exclusive access to the full interview. Head over to AfricanaWoman.com or email us at AfricanaWoman at gmail.com to become a visionary. Now, that's it for me this week. Thank you so much for listening. My playground is Instagram, so find me at Design. Say hi, follow, I always respond. Please take a screenshot and post this episode on your status. Tag us and tell people about the Africana Woman podcast. That is the best way that you can support us. Thank you in advance. And remember... I hope to see you at one of our stops on the Africana Woman podcast tour. Until we meet again, bye. This has been a production of Africana Woman Media.